0: Clovercrest Media Group presents a CMG podcast: Keys yeah. to the City.
1: Keys to the city, baby. When well, you see us, so you know. I crossed you up by Kobe, we'll float to Shaq, the and then Shaq goes like this, and the rest is history. Podcasting Pay attention. attention! Don't tell me what to do, Devil Woman. So saying, saying, but I speaking of those ladies but,
2: but I hold on, fun. But I didn't make my rep- I didn't make. Me. I said Denver's gonna
0: win. Yeah,
1: you did. You said that. There's no other show like that. Clovercrest is doing great
3: things right now.
0: Streaming everywhere.
2: What is up, basketball fans? We are back with the Posting Up podcast on this great Tuesday. I am joined by Sean Scanlon and King Zay. And as always, Jace is behind the scenes doing some producing. Um, But first, before we get into our first topic of the day, I just wanted to talk about this first because it's uh, news that came out this morning about Jamal Murray uh, suffering a non-contact torn ACL. Obviously... That is a huge blow to a Nuggets team who has looked fantastic uh, since acquiring Aaron Gordon at the trade deadline. Um, Sean, I'll go to you first. How big of a loss is this for the Nuggets?
3: Uh, I think it's huge. I, I think this, you know, puts away any chance of them at making a legitimate run in the Western conference this year. Um, obviously, you know, there's, st- I think they they'll still be pretty good, but I mean, without Jamal Murray, that's their number two cog. I mean, that's really the guy that they lean on for most of the scoring. So without him, I, I just don't really see them going too far. Obviously since, like you said, since the acquisition of Aaron Gordon, they've been really good, especially that starting five on the floor. But, um, I, I just think that, you know, they're going to need a lot of guys to step up, including Michael Porter Jr., Will Barton, and, you know, some other guys off the bench too. So I just don't see them making a, a, a deep run with this now. And obviously it, it sucks because it was right at the end of the game. It was with under a minute to go when really, I mean, the game was out of reach. The Warriors were up. Um, so it, it sucks, obviously, for the for the Nuggets. But uh, I, I think that this really hurts their chances uh, in the Western Conference.
2: Yeah, I, Isaiah, how far can this Nuggets team go without Jamal Murray? Or I should say, how, how, how quickly can they be bounced?
1: Probably as fast as the first round, you talk about Jamal Murray is a huge part of that team, huge scorer right there. In the West, obviously, we've, we've talked about it numerous times. The West is no joke. There's a that division, excuse me, is very stacked. A lot of teams in there, one through eight, could be you know easily top four in the Eastern division. So it, it's a really tough division over there. So for them to lose Jamal Murray, and a lot of people were anticipating playoff Murray to come back after what he did last year in the bubble, he put on a really good performance not having that this year is really going to be a big blow for that team. So I really don't see them really getting past the first round, maybe second round if things fall their way, but it's going to be tough without Murray.
2: Yeah, for sure. I mean, you know, like Sean was saying, uh, um, Jamal Murray's kind of that second, second star next to Jokic. Obviously Jokic is having an MVP caliber season, but um, the pieces around the MVP matter as well. So uh, Jamal Murray, certainly a huge loss. Hopefully he, does recover uh, swiftly and you know fully uh, we've seen knee injuries in the past that you know have not benefited the player in the long run but hopefully this is not one of those situations but um, with that being said we'll get into our first topic of the day um, so let's just we're gonna hypothetical here forget about the play in or just assume that both a eight seats right now uh, are gonna win. Uh, the playing games so it's one versus eight in the first round of the playoff currently as it stands the one eight matchup in the east would be the sixers versus the knicks which there's a very interesting uh considering the people on this show and then the uh one eight matchup in the west would be jace's jazz against the memphis grizzlies um Basically, I want to know, and Isaiah, I'll start with you first because I'm very curious to hear uh, if the bias is going to come in here. But um, which one? Which which eight seed, as it stands right now, if the playoffs started tonight, uh, had ha, has the best chance to to knock out a number one seed, if if either of them do.
1: Uh, obviously, I, I'm probably going to lean towards the Knicks in this one. I don't trust both teams with holding the lead. Obviously, the Grizzlies blew a Knicks, uh, lead the other night against the Knicks and lost it in overtime, which was huge, which ended up catapulting the Knicks into this three-game win streak they happened to be on. But for me, it it, it has to be the Knicks to pull it off because the Knicks, again, they've played the 76ers already uh, twice now in the second half of the season. They played them twice, one point loss before the other game was another close game. I believe it was like a five-point game in that one. So I believe the Knicks, again, are is the team that could probably pull this off. They've played the top teams in the in the Eastern Conference, they've battered them all tough. The Nets, the Bucs, you name them, they, they they beat them at least once. Maybe not the Nets, but at least the Bucs. And uh, in the Miami Heat, 76ers, other teams that we would consider probably the best teams in the East at the beginning of the season, Knicks have um, beat them. So I believe it's probably the Knicks with the best chance.
2: Uh, Sean, what about you?
3: yeah uh, i would probably go with the knicks too just because i think you know it's going to be hard to stop joel and beat i don't think anyone in the nba could stop him but if there's there's if there is a good deal that could try and slow him down I, I think it's nerland's noel and then mitchell robinson obviously if he comes back from injury but i mean those are two you know really good uh interior defenders i, I think that they're both blocking machines and obviously joel Embiid's going to get his he'll, he'll probably drop 30 and 10 on their head still but uh, I, I mean, I I think that they have the best chance just because of their defense. So if their defense can step up, I I think that you know they can steal a couple games. And obviously, Julius Randle is going to have to go off. Uh, R.J. Barrett's going to have to continue to play well. Excuse me. But uh, I, I I mean, either way, I I don't see it happening for really either team. But I will say that if the Grizzlies get back Jaron Jackson, which they expect to this month, uh, I think they'll be a, a lot more better threat than they are right now. And they have guys who like Jonas shoot. Valen- Jonas valanciunas it's a tough name to say but he's a double double machine and then obviously John Moran is a great playmaker uh Dylan Brooks is a good three-point shooter so they have some pieces that could contend with the Jazz especially if the Jazz don't shoot well which you know is very unlikely but it could happen but uh either way I, I don't really see it happening for either of these teams
2: yeah, the Yikes. point you made just with um, <laughs> with um Triple J there coming back for the uh, Grizzlies that's that was going to be my point. If the Grizzlies can be, get back Jaron Jackson Jr., I think they would have the best shot in this in this you know scenario. I'm pulling out of the air, but um, like you said, Sean, I don't see it happening. You know, maybe an injury for the Jazz would give I think. A better shot to the Grizzlies because I think they are a little more deep than the Knicks. Um, Knicks not really having that great of a bench unit, but um,
1: confident, any, confident coming from a team that had a one point win last time of a technicality <laughs> a into that. <laughs> oh Very man. confident hey, of you. It's I don't <laughs> think
2: I don't think Ben Simmons is he still undefeated against the Knicks? I think I think that's uh, that's the case.
1: I'll tell you what, R.J. Barrett. Has definitely starting to mature into a player that he wasn't a couple of weeks ago. He's definitely starting to step up and close games, which is very important because I do believe at the end of the game, he will be that guy to close it for the Knicks. Now,
2: yeah. I saw something today um, ever since Anthony Edwards kind of dissed his name in that interview <laughs> after the game he has been playing. I think it said he uh, he's averaging 20 a game. I think it said he was shooting 70% from three which is insane. I, I couldn't believe that when I saw that. I mean, he's also, I think it said he hit two or three clutch shots down the stretch in a few games. So like you said, Isaiah, they're that'd be great. For, yeah, they're right. Good. That'd be great for the Knicks to have um, somewhat of a, of a closer like that. That's something that I think the 76ers are a team they are still looking for, you know, Joel Embiid and Tobias Harris right now, I feel like kind of share that role, but, They need a certain dominant force at the end of a game to kind of look to um, and and be that go-to guy. Uh, So we'll get into some games we're looking forward to next before we get into our second topic of the day. Uh, But first, we're going to run you guys an ad from Clovercrest Media. I love wiffle ball.
0: No other way to explain it. Just something about the game feel of the grass, smacking that ball all over the field, making plays, diving head first, whatever it takes to get the job done. That's what wiffle ball means to me, striking out grown men, watching their knees buckle on a called third strike, sit out bud, and then of course, the home runs, the base hits, the big, big home runs at the big moments. That's a whiff of greatness. Join us all season long for the Joe Aguirre story, a CMG podcast.
2: Wow! I cannot wait for that. By the look of Isaiah's face, I know he can't wait either. I'm so um, excited. <laughs> <laughs> um. So as always, there's always great NBA action happening almost every night across the league, guys. Why don't you tell me, uh, Isaiah? I'll let you go first. So, what's the game coming up this week you're looking forward to watching?
1: Super day for me. Um, it's definitely tomorrow. It's definitely going to be the New Orleans Pelicans. Come, I believe they're coming into New York to play the Knicks. It's going to be Zion's chance to play the Knicks for the first time, I believe. He was hurt last year, so he didn't get to play them. And I think it's a good chance for RJ Barrett to prove to everyone, you know, that he should have maybe been a number one pick because he was just as highly touted coming into high, um, coming out of high school as Zion was, and he really got forgot about when um, Zion made it um, came to Duke. So I think it's going to be a great matchup. I think it's going to be also for these two college teammates to get to play against each other. So it's something I'm definitely going to be looking to. Sean,
2: what about you?
3: Uh, yeah, the game I'm going with is Clippers, uh, 76ers, uh, Friday it's on ESPN. Uh, I think that, you know, the Clippers have been playing really well as of late. Paul George has been on an absolute tear, uh, and they've been getting contributions obviously from newcomers like Rondo. So I think that, you know, they've been a lot of fun to watch lately. And then the 76ers with, uh, Joel Joel Embiid coming back, he's been absolutely dominant. So I think, you know, this will be a good, uh, test to see, you know, maybe it might be a finals preview. I think that these are two you know, teams at the very top of uh, their conferences, so I think it's going to be a lot of fun to watch on Friday night, but uh, which game are you looking forward to?
2: Yeah, um, my game's on Thursday, and it's between two uh, top four teams in the East. It is Milwaukee versus Atlanta. Atlanta obviously has been playing very excellent as of late. Uh, John Collins still out with an injury, but nevertheless, it should be an exciting game. Uh, Giannis, I think, is going to get his way. Uh, on that Atlanta defense, but I think Trey Young uh, could look for a huge game. The Hawks do not see many nationally televised um, televised games, and they're playing on TNT for that one. Uh, they're fourth in the East. Uh, big surprise to some people this year. Uh, ever since firing their head coach, Floyd Pierce, Nate McMillan has taken this team to another level. They are 7-3 and three over their last 10. I know they have been very good under McMillan. So, look out for the Atlanta Hawks. They might not make a deep run, but uh, they'll make the playoffs in my opinion and and they could make a team tired as I like to say. Might not win a series, but they'll tire a team out. Um so coming up next more playoff talk here. Um basically guys, I want to know there's some teams right now who technically are in the playoffs uh have been struggling though. Uh, one of those teams that comes to the top of my mind is Boston and I'll talk about them when it's my turn but uh guys who's one team currently in the playoffs right now uh, who you think could slip up and end up actually missing out on the playoffs entirely uh Sean we'll start with you
3: uh yeah I'm gonna go with the Hornets uh in the Eastern Conference I think that you know, the team like the Pacers have been playing really well. They're sitting uh right in the outside of the nine seed right now. I think they've won three games uh-huh. in a row. And Karis Lavert has started to play really well, um, obviously, since coming back from that, that scary, uh you know, bone cancer thing. So I think that they're a team that, you know, could step up. And also the Bulls, they obviously with Nikola Vucevic, they haven't been playing too well since they got him. But I, I think they're still trying to gel with, you know, Zach Levine and him, uh, the two stars that they have. So there's definitely some contenders that could come up. And I, I think that, you know, the Hornets, they've they've been sticking around the last couple of weeks without LaMelo Ball. But I, I just don't think that, you know, they can uh, I don't think that they can keep it up. I, I think that they definitely have the best chance of dropping because I think the Knicks defense will keep them in it. Uh, the Celtics, just based off their pure star power, will, will keep them uh, in the playoff picture. But I, I think the Hornets are the one team that could end up dropping out of there uh, as it looks right now.
1: Zay, what about you? Uh, I'm, actually, I'm actually against you on that one, Sean. I think even though the Knicks' defense is good, I don't think that we can score. And I think we have a really rough schedule up ahead. I think minus the Bulls and the Spurs, the Knicks play only playoff teams. You get the Lakers, you get the Suns twice, you get the Clippers and a couple of other playoff teams in there, uh, mixing in there, the Hornets and um, Hawks, Raptors. So that's a very tough schedule down the stretch for the Knicks to close out. And the Knicks haven't really been you know, closing out these games lately. They've been slipping on leads. They've been allowing teams to get back into it. And if they continue to play like that, I don't see the Knicks making the playoffs. They'll definitely miss the playoffs if they continue. It's This is coming from a Knicks fan, but the Knicks continue to play their way (laughs) they're playing and allowing teams to continue to play with them, blowing 18-point leads. I don't see them making the playoffs. That's going to be too much for them.
2: Yeah. um, So my team, this actually might catch you guys by surprise, but um, it's the Utah Jazz no, I'm,
1: I'm messing around. <laughs> oh,
2: I'm joking. I'm completely joking. Chase
1: just um, threw his laptop. We have no producer, by the way. <laughs>
2: <laughs> no, uh, seriously though, it's <laughs> it's um it's the Boston Celtics. Uh, they've been playing actually quite well as of late, but um I, I think they're still not as complete as they could be. Uh, a lot of missing pieces on that team, especially at the big man position. Um. And I think that I think what's most importantly is they're lacking a leader. I think Jason Tatum has shown that he can be a leader, but at times, uh, he he isn't always filling that role for the Celtics. Um, I, I think that the Celtics are in danger of missing the playoffs, they're trending down towards the bottom. I believe what are they in seventh place in the Eastern Conference right now? Yes, they are, uh, just a half a game above the Knicks and only two games above the Pacers for the nine seed. Obviously, there's the play-in, so they could win that. But um, as far as the top eight goes, Boston's my team that I think could miss out on the top eight for um, these NBA playoffs. Uh, we're going to get into our third topic. After this, uh, we're going to bring you a ad from Clovercrest.
0: The Closing Time Podcast is back. Sponsored by Rocky Hill Accountants. I'm Joe Aguire. I'll have a brand-new co-host, Sanam Salati, who's my broker, my mentor, and my good friend, and one of the most knowledgeable people in Connecticut in the entire real estate industry. We're going to be talking about the latest goings on. We'll keep you up to date on the market, and we're going to bring on some really great guests all throughout this season, people in all different fields in the industry like accountants, home inspectors, mortgage reps, and so much more just to give you a better understanding of the Connecticut real estate market. We're so excited for a brand new season of the Closing Time Podcast, part of the CMG Podcast Network. It's sponsored by Rocky Hill Accountants. Go see Heidi and Glenn Parchman to file your taxes for bookkeeping, business advice, real estate investments, or whatever your accounting needs are, including cryptocurrency. Just visit RockyHillAccountants.com. We'll see you all season long on the Closing Time Podcast.
2: All right, Clovercrest with a large variety of podcasts we're not just sports uh so getting into our third topic of the day i always like to end or try to end with something fun um sean we're gonna start with you on this question um and you know jace if you want to hop in too i'd love to hear your answer um you got one month free of basketball lessons from one nba player a lot to consider here sean but who are you choosing and why
3: uh, I'm going to go with Steph Curry. I know that this might be a SpongeBob square pick, but, uh, according to Jace, but uh, I mean, if, if he's going to help you with your shooting and your dribbling, which is really the two things that in my basketball game, at least that I think I need the most help with, especially my three point shooting. So if I can get the technique down from him, obviously I'm not going to be as good of a shooter as, as him, but uh, if I can, Get that that nice technique from him, get my uh get my jumper wet, and then uh obviously get some handle it ball handling skills from him, uh just a lot of tips and pointers. I, I think that he would definitely help out my game the best because uh, you know, I could rebound, I can rebound and play good defense, I have a, a good, you know, baseline mid-range jumper, but I need that three pointer, I, I need those handles. And if uh, if there's one guy that I would pick in the NBA to help me with that, I think Steph Curry would be the obvious choice.
1: Isaiah, what
2: about
3: you?
1: It was tough. It was between Kyrie and James Harden, but it landed James Harden for me. About, not because he's the, probably the most unstoppable player in basketball who can do everything. He can shoot. He can get to the rack. He can rebound. He can play defense when he wants to. But it's also because he could probably show me where the strip clubs were after we finished practicing. It's, there you I'm, go. Look, uh, you make your face, but they know James Harden in the strip clubs, and he's the man in there. He scores there just as much as he scores in on the court so i think i would learn so much from him on and off the court and i think it would i get a complete game from him you know so it definitely be james Harden. a
2: complete game that sounds about right for that um i said <laughs> that i always appreciate you. you make me laugh man um but for me i'm Don't going you uh, a different route than probably most people would go i am a horrible horrible defender i'm not quick on my feet I, I often get scored on and picked on, especially in the paint. Uh, I always try to get some blocks, but I never can uh, go for some steals and end up getting my ankles broken. I want Marcus Smart to teach me how to play defense. Uh, he's a first-team defensive player um, almost every year he's been in the league. He He's a league-top defender. He's never won defensive player of the year, but he is a consistent defender, as consistent as you can get these days in the NBA. Um don't really need much help with the jump shot, to be honest. Uh yeah. I'll do that. Yeah. I, hey, Just the I defense
1: got, and the flopping, huh? I
2: got yeah. I, hey, I'd love to do <laughs> some flopping. Call some technical foul. Um no, but I do need some help on the defensive end. I'm tired of getting picked on and scored on. And uh, I don't want to be that guy anymore. So Mr. Marcus Smart, if you're out there, teach me how to play defense, man. Um Unless anyone else has anything to say, I think that is all we have for today. A uh, short little show here, but we will be back hopefully on Saturday. Sometimes we decide not to go on Saturday if not enough is happening, but the plan is to have two shows a week. Saturday, we'll be back hopefully at 1 o'clock. Uh, until then, uh, for Sean Scanlon, King Zay, and Jace, behind-the-scenes producing, this has been Lucas Boldook in the Posting Up Podcast for Clovercrest Media.
1: Great.